Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast, where we dive into tactical strategies to grow your business and make an impact on this world. A huge part of success is keeping your mindset and vision on track. So this is a major part of our process and this podcast. Let's do this. Hello, Aaron here. Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. This week, we have Paul Totoro from Barksley, Totoro, Andrews, and Steinbach CPAs. Welcome, Paul. Oh, hey. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. So I have to tell you, our audience, that like, so we're good friends with um, Paul and his family, and we've literally been laughing for the past hour, and then we were like, oh, I guess we should start the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> now we're actually getting down to business. So, um Paul, let's just dive right into it. So can you give us kind of a little bit about you and your background? No, oh, sure. Uh, so, you know, I have my CPA license um, and we have, you know, I run a small CPA firm uh, in Northwest Austin. Um, and yeah, I, my family's full of CPAs and accountants. So of course I tried to go to film school and, you know, went as far away from that as possible, but then I got pulled back in. And so uh, it's so when I was living out in California, got down to, you know, Southern California and then um, finished taking the CPA exam. And that's, so I kind of did the long route into getting a CPA license. And then when we moved to Austin, um, I worked for one firm for a couple of years and then I ended up buying uh, actually uh, the firm I have now. And so that's how we kind of got started. Very cool. So you guys did the same California to Austin move <laughs> as we did. <laughs> Yeah. And I, well, you're originally from New York, I think. Yes. I'm originally from New York and then Texas is where I I met Joey. And then we moved to, um, mostly we were mostly in Northern California and the San Francisco Bay area, the short stint in LA. So. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did uh, New Jersey to Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz to Los Angeles, Los Angeles to Austin. Okay. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Couple. Yeah. A couple spots. I feel like we're really unique doing the Texas to, or the California to Texas move. Nobody does yeah, that. You never hear about that at all. Um, you know, I'm surprised too, because it's, uh, you know, you would think it's natural, but yeah, no, yeah. It'll catch on soon. <laughs> I feel like when we were driving across uh, Texas, like I kept seeing California plates and I'm like, oh, are we all migrating? Okay. <laughs> this is happening. Yeah. Yeah, we did it in uh, 2008 when, you know, everyone did, and, you know, half of Steiner Ranch, I think at that point, uh, the neighborhood we live, half of that was like Southern Californians. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of crazy. We thought we were original. Ha ha. <laughs> and then uh, it, everyone's from out here. And now we have uh, In-N-Out Burger and Trader Joe's and we have like, it's, it is like Southern California now. I know. It's turning into California. It's really funny. People hate us. That's okay. um, Okay. So we are still in the midst of COVID-19. So can you tell us a little bit about um, how that impacted your business, if at all, and um, ways you had to shift to accommodate that? So, yeah, no, great question. Um, So we've been super lucky. Uh, The tax industry, one, there's always a need, you know, death and taxes, sorry to, you know, you know, use that one, but uh, it, you know, there's definitely always a need for you know tax returns and because it's our industry has gone pretty high tech uh you know with everything can be done online at some point or or you know electronically uh it's really an easy move for us um so our firm we basically had all of our staff go remote and work at home except for our office manager who's in the office so since she's the only one there that's basically she's like quarantined by herself and then um and then, yeah, we've been doing, you know, just phone meetings. We don't do any in-office meetings, um, which we were doing that anyway. So we got really lucky how the way COVID hit. Um, 
and yeah, we're, you know, we say it constantly. We're like, you know, we're, we have been blessed that uh, it hasn't really affected us too bad. Um, and then and now we're trying to find new technology or, new, you know, like we're trying to find a better client portal to use to uh, just to make it easier because I think we're going to stay with the kind of remote working from home that we've been doing for the last couple of months. It, it works nice. My family's sick of me. They don't want me at home anymore, but you know, it is nicer to wake up, you know, go get a cup of coffee and not have to drive into work. Yeah. We've been really enjoying it too. And so, yeah, you mentioned kind of looking for a new client portal. So was there anything at the beginning where like, okay, we're set up pretty well to go virtual, but was there anything that you're like, but we, we really have to bridge this gap before we do it fully. Or were you just hundred percent set up to handle every aspect? Well, no. Uh, oh, no. So um, it was it, the crazy enough thing is we, we you could go remote anyway, and we were doing that, but it was when you wanted to, uh, you know, you could work from home. Uh, the, it's the actual tracking of tax returns and pro and, you know, projects through our office that was done on actual like card stock. Mm. Like each, each return would have its own printout sheet where we're like, okay, yeah, this isn't going to work anymore. Um, but it was in the, we were in the middle of tax season. So we started going remote, like right in the middle of March. And then that caused, uh, you know, it causes a lot of confusion because you're like, okay, who's where, what's that? So yeah. that, that is something where we figured a duct tape solution for, but we're now going to, once this tax season is fully over, we're going to have to rethink how we do that and how we track all the projects going through. That's been the toughest thing. Um, and then, you know, there, I guess Microsoft Teams is supposed to be really good. Um, but we're a super small firm, so it's kind of easier just to text each other or call. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard that's a really good software uh, to for communicate for uh, for businesses. But we might try to incorporate something like that. But um, but yeah, so we are lo- we are kind of trying to relook at everything we do and see is there a better way to do it now. Uh, which we found a couple things that we just have done it for so long that it's not that good to do anymore. So we're, good, we're changing certain things up. We just got to wait until after October 15th and then we can uh, take a crowbar to a couple couple standard operating procedures and, and uh, change it around. So Yeah, well, I mean, you have to get to a point where you've been, you ha- you've been doing it for so long that you probably don't even think about it, you know, until something like this happens and then you're just like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that you mentioned that it was like, obviously this hit the U.S., um, mid-March, well, as far as like shutdowns and stuff. So yeah, I mean, so you were hurtling toward the April 15th, you know, deadline when the country shut down. And then of course they extended until mid-July. Did that, I I assume that helps a bit or like, and and when did that happen? I don't even remember the timeline anymore. So it shut down and then what happened? (laughs) Well, yeah, so um, business returns, sorry, I'll I'll give you some like tax geeky stuff, but, uh, business returns, um, like S corps and partnerships, they're due March 15th. Okay. So it, the shutdown happened right after that deadline. Um, so, and cause I remember it was like the next week, I think it was the 18th, maybe in March or something right around. That. Um, and when we did that, so the actual them, and then within, I think it was right in the beginning of April is when they postponed April 15th to July 15th. I think they originally did a bump to maybe June or something and then did it to July. There was, they, they kept coming out with new information and like they were giving guidance, but not really every like week or two that ended up being, I'll come back to that because that was like actually the worst part of this whole COVID for us was uh, the sort of guessing or information that could come out. But, um, but yeah, the deadline uh, when they moved it, 
if the deadline was still April 15th, neither us nor the IRS or any other CPA firm I know could have done what they needed to do by that yeah. and, and switch to working remote. There was just no way it would happen. Uh, so that was, that was really uh, a blessing. The, uh, the negative was though, it stretched what we normally can do in two months, three months where we work really hard or, you know, 12, 13, you know, 15 hour days or whatever for that short period of time, it stretched it out for several months. And so you never, we never got that, like it's done. Mm. Yeah. You know, it'd be like a marathon and then they just tack on another 20 miles right. at the end of it. And you're like, God. what? You know, you're like, no. So that, is, so in some ways it's like, yeah, I was glad for the extra time, but a lot of it, we're just like, man, I just want this thing to end. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it was good though. Really though, the craziest thing that happened that I never would have expected was because the government kept coming out with new information and new programs and everything, which we needed every time they would say something or any news media would come out with something, we would get inundated with calls and emails from our clients asking us, well, what does this mean? What does right. that mean? Which is super important and super needed. The only time it got so bad, there was a week or two during tax season where I couldn't do a return. I could only answer emails and phone calls. And I was still a good 150, 200 emails behind. Oh like you just couldn't keep up because, you know, they were coming out with the, uh, you know, the, it was the SBAs, the EIDL loan, and then the PPP loan, and then the stimulus payments. And well, and then we had a lot of clients that came out of the blue that were like, we haven't filed in three years. We want to file to get our stimulus payment. Oh How God. fast can you do a return? And, you know, so there was a lot like it, it, honestly, a pandemic is a good way to get people who haven't filed their return to get back on the, uh, and file again, because yeah. we, we found, you know, there were clients that we haven't seen in a couple of years that, that we thought they went somewhere else, but no, they no. just didn't file. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, so we, it, yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy to see how it all, you know, you know, what this kind of stirred up, mm -hmm. uh, but, but yeah, it was the communication thing. It, it was every time the government would whisper something, we got it like hit with another, like, you know, hundred emails immediately. Mm -hmm. And now it's happening again with um, payroll because I think, uh, I think the president is, he did an executive order mm -hmm. so that you don't have to run, uh, pay payroll tax or they're like foregoing payroll tax until the end of the year. But is it a law yet? We're not sure. There's still, you know, they, some people are saying you can't do an executive order to do that. And other, you know, so there's still gray area. The, clearly the IRS is not giving guidance out. Maybe they did today or something, but they're not getting any guidance on it. But yeah, I've already gotten into like, you know, really long conversations about it because it's a very important issue. It's just no one really knows <laughs> what's going on. Right. So yeah, that's been the craziest thing. Okay. Yeah. Because I know it's funny to mention the executive order because it's like, I feel like an executive order means this is happening, <laughs> like, you know, but no, it's this very gray area. And I've seen headlines as well, where it was like, well, yeah, this is part of the executive order, but legally it cannot happen. Or, you know, it's, it's like, well, or when is it going to, what's the timeline on these things? Nobody knows. Yeah, no, that exactly. And I'm not an attorney at all yeah. um, in any way, shape or form. So I have no idea if it's legal or can, can they do that? That's more like congressional, you know, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, constitutional legal, you know, le legal class or that uh, you'd have to take, but yeah. I, yeah. So I have no idea. So we're, we just come up with a and B. Yeah. If it, if it goes in, this is what you need to do. If it doesn't, then just keep doing what you're doing. I have a so. feeling you were asked a lot of questions on things that you were like, why are you asking me? <laughs> like, you oh, know. totally. <laughs> but no, we, yeah, we get that. Well, we, we, we do get that a lot. And we tell our clients like, look, if you don't know, 
and it's r- roughly related to you know business or, or taxation or something, give us a call. I, I really don't mind telling people, look, I have no idea, yeah. but you might want to go talk to this person or that person. And you know, I try to get them where they need to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one, I, we've, we, we had questions. And the, the, the really tough thing was you know, the IRS and the government over the last couple of months have done things they've never done before. Mm. Anytime the government does something for the first time, it usually doesn't go smoothly. <laughs> Right. That's just a general rule I have in life that it's just not you so expect it. They did a lot of stuff for the first time where it, clearly it didn't go smoothly, but eventually they fix it or they realize, well, if we do this, there's unforeseen consequences and stuff. Um, so, you know, it's it, there, there was a lot of that. And there was a lot of like clients asking us, well, what's going to happen with this? And I'm like, look, I have no idea. I don't have a I don't have a crystal ball. I can tell you what might happen. Right. And we can bet, we can bet on it and see what, you know, where, when, who's right. But I have no idea. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a lot of that going on, especially with the stimulus checks mm-hmm. that were going out or the direct deposit, you know, direct deposit, or is it a check or is it, there was a lot of confusion. So many things have happened over the last couple months that it's tough to remember all the weird stuff that has happened over the last couple months. Oh, I know. And it's, I laugh because when this first happened, so I remember when it, when it, uh, impacted Travis County. It was Friday the 13th. It was October, not October, March 13th, because it was the day before our spring break. And I woke up to text messages of, are you sending your kids to school? And I was like, what? Because the first two cases of COVID were reported overnight. And um, I guess our district was like, you can send your kids to school or don't send your kids to school. It's up to you. You know, they won't be penalized yeah. or whatever. Um, but, and then, so I remember like, they tacked on an extra week, like to spring break, you know, at the beginning. And, I remember that. And I was like, yeah. oh, wow, an extra week, you know? And I'm like, we'll be back like, <laughs> late March, you know? This is cool. I just enjoy the extra week. And I was like, oh, what are we in? Like almost September and we're still, yeah, it's crazy. We were babies back then and we didn't know what the heck was going on. We had no clue. Yeah. No. No, no clue. And then if, the worst is if you have, and we were just talking about watching a lot of, that I watch a lot of Netflix and stuff, but yeah, there was a lot of pandemic stories on Netflix, <laughs> you know, movies and things, probably not a good idea to watch them, no. you know, when in the, leading into your own pandemic, because right. you really start seeing worst case scenarios like everywhere and then uh-huh. well, you have to dial up. Well, then you got to buy a bunch of toilet paper, apparently. <laughs> yeah, who knew, who would have thought? You know, I try, you try to predict things in life. I know. Never would have thought. I, I get the wipes and the antibacterial, sure. you know, stuff. Totally get that. Mm-hmm. Toilet paper? You know, and then and then the jokes came out like, well, what were they using before? Like, that's a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, paper towels. I'm like, well, if they're sick, maybe you use them to clean. I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed, it's, yeah. It seemed kind of crazy. I'm like, well, luckily I live up against a green belt. I could always pick leaves if it right. really got that bad or something. But. I know. It's yeah. a mystery. So it's crazy. Um, but no, that's really interesting, the, the info you shared, because every industry, it's impacting every industry in a different way. And, you know, and so especially in, in yours where, yeah, it's just changing all the time. You know, guidelines are coming out. But yeah, there's no, there's not really enough like concrete guidance to back them up. So yeah, that's interesting to hear. Um so our audience is um, mostly entrepreneurial, um, all entrepreneurial, Great. I'll say. Um, so I-, I was curious, is there any kind of tips or insight when you're like, okay, you tell people who are st- going out and starting a business, make sure you do X, Y, or Z. 
to be safe? Is it like, I don't know, you know, checking your expenses or, you know, what is it that you kind of tell them to make sure to do? So, no, that's a really good question. Um, so the first thing, uh, the first thing I would say is when you're, you know, right in the beginning of starting a business, uh, you should definitely talk to a professional um, about what type of business entity you want to set up. Um, they're, they're all, each of the business entities, they're all tools in a toolbox. You just want to pick the right one for what you're doing and for how big you are or how big you're going to be or whatever. And then you can always change as time goes on, but you want to start off in the right spot. And I always suggest this, keep it as simple as possible. Keep the, you know, don't you, you know, if you, if you only have a couple of transactions, you, you know, low, low volume, you know, sales or something like that, um, then you might not need QuickBooks, you know, cause that's, you're learning a whole new software, things like that. Keep everything you're doing as simple as you can until it really makes sense to get more complicated. Um, and then once you have enough activity going on, hire a bookkeeper. We don't do bookkeeping. We do, you know, we stick with tax return, tax preparation and stuff, but hire a bookkeeper. They're worth their weight in gold because the last thing you want to do is do your own books, especially if you don't like bookkeeping, which not a lot of people do. You know, and I say this all the time. I, I love accounting, but yeah, it's not sexy and exciting. No one wants to stay up all night doing their books. So <laughs> hire someone and they'll do it right. And you won't hate seeing, you know, hate seeing them. And then you'll actually use your, your, you know, your financial statements um, for what they're intended for, not, not just to get them done uh, like it's homework. Right. Um, so, yeah, those, those would be like the two big things I would say. Okay. Um, and then, you know, and we do have a lot of clients where, you know, they, they, if you're passionate about something, generally you will find a way to make money at it. You know, that's kind of like a good, you know, that's a good barometer for it, but you also do have to read the market um, and, you know, and make sure just cause you're passionate about it, you know, that other people will be too, and then really see how that fits in. Um, you know, it's kind of a whole package where some people just get passionate about it and then they, they don't take it to that next step where then they would be profitable. So uh, that's a more tougher one. Hopefully you can, dive into that on another topic with someone who can actually, you know, talk about turning passion into profits or something. And th- that would be a good name for a book, passion to profit. <laughs> yeah. or like I like it. Yeah. yeah. Trademark it. But, but yeah, that I've seen that happen with some entrepreneurs where they have a, they, you know, they have a good idea they, and they have the passion for it. They just can't monetize it, but, but they, they hit the ground running and then that turns into a problem because now they're like running in the wrong direction. So yeah, I mean, they don't validate the, their idea really. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. That's a better way. That's a, a lot better way to say it <laughs> than what I just did. And, um, but yeah, so keep it simple and, you know, just keep going, but yeah, definitely, you know, talk to, uh, set up the right, the right entity uh, mm-hmm. to start off with that gets you on the right foot. Okay. Yeah. And so when people first start, I tell them, I um, hope I'm right, um, that it's a good idea to have a separate bank account, like a business bank account, to keep your business finances separate from your personal finances and to keep a log of what you are buying for your to support your business for when you're doing taxes later in the year. Oh, no, that's perfect. Um, yeah, I, I say that to, yeah, I say that too. Uh, keep a separate <laughs> bank account and also get a, another, get a business credit card. Mm-hmm. Make sure you only use business expenses through the credit card because that, that's the easiest way to capture all of your transactions. Um, and yet, it's like, just because you spent a dollar on paper clips, write it down. That's an expense. You know, every dollar you spend on your business will lower your taxable income. If you want to save money on taxes, that's like the easiest way to do it. The first step and the easiest way is to 
just don't forget to write down you spent money on business, you know, business expenses. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the, that is the best way. Only use a you use your bank account and use a, a business credit card, and then that locks in all the transactions. And I assume so that's a good move. Debit card and credit card, same. Yeah. Just make sure it's it's on that statement and then don't do any personal, you know, don't pay your mortgage with that credit card or, you know, or, or anything like that or through that business account directly. Okay. Um, but that, yeah, that's the best way to do it. And your book here will be happy about it too. They'll, yeah. they'll be happy that you uh, made life easy for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think that's always a question is like, how do you make sure that it's set up well? So when the tax time comes that you have everything organized, you know? Uh, for that. We like that. Yeah. Yeah. We like it when it's all organized. Um, and it's, uh, you know, yeah, if someone gives us a hot mess where, you know, the, basically we end up having to go back and forth with them, like, okay, what does this mean? You know, because credit card statements, while they are informative, there's sometimes they aren't gibberish, you know, you mm-hmm. don't really know what their expense is. You might know what you spent the money on, but you know, your bookkeeper or your, your tax accountant, they won't know. Uh, and we charge by time. So the more organized your stuff is, the cheaper we are for you Yeah. Uh, to do it. And I know a lot of CPAs charge by time too. So, um, but yeah, stay organized. Some people they'll use Excel and be great with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people, they use QuickBooks and are, and are, and are good with that too. Uh, QuickBooks is, it's great, but it can get a little, you can get messed up with it if you don't know what you're doing. So it is software that you kind of need to learn how to use to a certain degree or else, you know, you can get in trouble. Um, so some businesses I do tell them, Hey, look, just use QuickBooks, especially if people have, um, if they do rental property, I say just use quick or just use Excel. Sorry, not QuickBooks. And then, uh, you know, cause sometimes that works better and it's, you know, yeah. it's easier to use. Yep. Totally. And is there, is there anything that, you know, you've seen, when, I don't know, let's say a new business owner is like, here, do my taxes. Is there anything that you've seen like, oh, this is like the biggest or most common mistake that I see business owners make when it comes to their finances or taxes? Yeah, the um, I tell you, a lot of business owners, especially when they've been doing it for a while. I know you're, you're kind of asking when they start out, but when they've been doing it for a while and if they if they have like an S corp structure, you know, if they're getting taxed that way, um, they don't understand the, how it flows. So it's, that's what we try to educate our clients on like, okay, look, this is, you know, incomes coming into your business, but then this is how it gets to you personally. And then that's how you get taxed. There's a flow to it. It's kind of like plumbing, you know, the government can only tax you at somewhere along those pipes, where are they going to do it? Uh, so they get a little confused on that and they start, pulling money out of here and putting it in there thinking they're doing okay. And, you know, but then it, you know, so they kind of run a foul that way. So it, it, uh, that we see that every now and then, and then we have to straighten them out being like, no, this is, you know, this is a distribution. This is payroll. Um, that's kind of more on the comp- more complicated side of it. Um, but, uh, I think for people that are just starting out, um, the one mistake they do is they actually, it's kind of funny. They don't write down uh, how much it costs to start up their business. Hmm. because they're so busy in figuring out like, Oh, we need this. We need that. They forget to write down that like, Oh yeah, they gave an attorney $2,000 to set up an LLC or they did something else. And then like, you know, we always go like, Hey, look, you don't have any startup costs. And they're like, (laughs) well, yeah, I do. I bought flour, you know, to start baking. And you're like, no, 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 no. You you have an LLC, you paid someone to do that. And they're like, Oh yeah. And then, and then, you know, so that, that's kind of the funny one, but that's easy to spot. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of it is, yeah, they're just not tracking stuff. 
And then uh, one of the worst things they can do, though, is also go do research on the Internet, get half the story, and then kind of go down the wrong rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. uh, so be careful. The Internet is your friend and your enemy right. when it comes to tax. <laughs> I think it's similar to that in like the medical field, you know, it's like just stay off the internet when looking those things up. Yeah. Yeah. WebMD, yeah. all roads lead to cancer. Right. I think it's, yeah, it's like you're dying. Like colon cancer or right. something. Yeah. You're completely dying, you know, but it's an ingrown toenail. No, no, no. I, trust me. Listen, yeah. this is the end. It, WebMD said it. It's got to be true. Yeah. This is the end. This is how it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, okay. So, I want to move on to kind of like your daily routine. But before I do, is there anything like that you can kind of remember when you first started your business or even after that you were just like, huh, that was a lesson, you know, anything that kind of surprised you like or anything you want to share as being an entrepreneur and your own business um, owner of things that have happened along the way that you're like, okay, interesting lesson learned on that. Anything come to mind? I well, yeah. So um, before I got my CPA license, I was a business broker. For, I did that for about a year, year and a half. Uh, I bet, like I said, I bounced around a little bit, um, and so that's why I decided, like that's I, I wanted to work with business owners. Um, so there, and then when I bought my firm, you know, I I would known that process, so that was good. But the one thing that kind of amazed me, and you know, you just don't think of it, and I get a lot of clients that ask this too. They're like, well you say they're going to get into a lease or they're going to get into, or they're going to buy a business or something. They always say, well, well, what, like, what, what should this lease say or what should it do? Or, you know, is this, is this okay? Is this valid? And, you know, and then I kind of, I, then I realized you got to point out, it's like, look, whatever is acceptable to both parties is good. So if, if, you know, if a landlord puts something in a lease, just cause it's in there before you sign it, you don't have to sign it. And that is negotiable just because they wrote it down there. Don't think it's not negotiable because I've seen some now, especially with the, you know, the amount of clients that we've had and some of the leases I've seen, you, some landlords will put crazy stuff in a lease and then all you have to do is push back and they're like, Oh yeah, I'll take that out. Yeah, that's no problem. And, but you wouldn't have thought to push back because they see it in writing and people think, Oh, that's it. It's right. a hard and firm. So I kind of, so it's a long way to answer your question, but you got to always remember that basically everything is negotiable, you know? And so, you, and, you know, just try to be fair with it, with it, but yeah. you know, if something's not right, push, you know, nicely, politely push back and say, you know, what this is, you know, I can't deal with this. And then, and then go that way because yeah, a lot of people, they will accept with what's written down. Yeah. Um, and, and that, and that can be very dangerous, you know, mm -hmm. especially when you're getting into long-term leases. So that's, that's a big thing, but it applies to more than just leases. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's that. That's a, a big thing that I always have to remind myself of, and that I learned early on. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. That. It's it, yeah. For some reason, if you see something in black and white, you know, in print, you're just like, well, I guess it's standard, and I guess this is what it is. So I agree or I don't, and I guess I'm agreeing because I want this, you know. So yeah, that's good, good point that it it is negotiable. It's like it's not a hard and fast, you know, document. I mean, maybe they won't negotiate, but it's always good to ask. Well, good to try. And mm -hmm. I know some, I know a lot of landlords that they'll sneak in a couple things where, you know, like if anything, you know, anything breaks or whatever, you're, you're on the hook. That's not always the case. Mm -hmm. So you, you can get away, you know, they, you watch out. Yeah. Landlords are great, but they can be shady too. <laughs> you got to protect yourself. <laughs> yeah. So I, the next question I always ask everybody, cause I'm, I'm just curious, cause, um, 
especially entrepreneurs, I feel like, you know, sometimes they'll add something into their daily routine because, you know, owning your own business, it's not for the faint of heart, you know? So it's like, whether it's personal or business, you know, is there anything that, you know, that you've added into your daily routine that kind of helps you keep everything going? Some people do, some people don't. Some people like journal or work out or read, you know, is there anything that you kind of do in your day or that? No, um, that's a good one. The, uh, I tell you, COVID has, com- I'm still trying to figure out a good daily routine yeah. um, due to COVID and now working at home. And then with the kids and, you know, working from, you know, the kids doing schooling at home. Um, but yeah, I, I tell you, there's one thing we do it all the time at the firm where you can only sit and stare, sit at your desk and stare at your screen for so long. After a certain point, you're just, you're, you know, vegetable. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of have a laundry list of stuff that I'll go to where you do need a mental five minute break, at least every now and then. Um, now that I'm working from home though, you can just go out in your backyard, which is nice. You actually see daylight yeah. when you're in an office building it like takes you so long to get outside that you're like, I'll oh, forget about it. <laughs> um, but it's so sad. Uh, what was it? I, I end up finding these like ridiculous little mind numbing apps, uh, you know, game apps on my iPhone and I'll just play one for like five minutes where it's literally takes no effort. Yeah. You know, and, and then, and then you look back, you know, and then you can start focusing on, you know, something real exciting. Mm. like a tax return. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good yeah. one. And I heard, um, oh my gosh, oh, I can't remember the name, but he, uh, he, I think every 50, every five, zero minutes, he stands up or stretches or walks around. Cause there's like some studies out there that say like, you know, the brain, needs a break every 50 minutes, but short, you know, um, so yeah. you can get back on task quickly. Um, but yeah, like, I think it's like every 50 minutes or something like that. And it's interesting because like our Apple watch, um, will do that, you know, like it's, it'll prompt you to stand, you know, and it wants you to stand. I don't even know a minute or two out of each hour for 12 hours or something every day. That's great. Um, yeah. And so every hour, It'll prompt you to stand or move around. And sometimes it's really sad because the way they phrase it, it's like, if you just move around for one minute this hour, <laughs> you'll earn this hour. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so sad. Of course, I can stand for a minute. Um, this is what it's come to. My watch is begging me to stand for one minute. Yeah, for yeah. one minute, you could do it. Um, so, no, that's a really good one. <laughs> I need to get the watch to do that because I've noticed, and actually yesterday and today I did, I noticed that I, you know, you look up and you're like, oh my God, I've been doing work sitting down for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, and now I know why my lower back is hurting and mm-hmm. like, why, you know, like, why do I, you know, I'm squinting looking at this screen. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's true. You do have to get up. I, th- I think that's the only thing that stayed consistent. Um, you know, throughout working in the office and then now working at home, mm-hmm. um, you know, is that, uh, you know, is, you know, yeah, you just got to get up, you got to move. Yeah. And, yeah. And you have to like shut your mind off and then turn it back on again. It's like restarting your computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just got to do it every now and then or else, yeah, you, you burn out fast. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Um, so as you look forward, you know, I mean, past COVID, I know that you have some goals that you want to do in your business as far as like how you're going to handle things moving forward. But um, do you have any like goals or vision for your business as you kind of look to the future? Uh, well, yeah. So uh, first things first, we're, you know, looking into new technology, like new, a uh, new client portal. That's definitely a lot more friendlier. Um, and some of our back software that, uh, so we can communicate better and just work and have uh, our flow better in the, you know, 
in, in the firm while we're now that we're all remote. Uh, I think we're going to try to at least keep some, uh, a lot of the stuff working remote going for the next several years. Um, and then, you know, who knows what we'll do with our office, change the office around, do something like that. Um, but right now, I mean, we all, it's kind of crazy. We all like working remote. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be working really well. And then, and you, you know, people can stay flexible. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, so I think definitely next tax season, we'll, we'll be, the majority of us will be working remote. Um, so hopefully, hopefully I'll find good stuff, uh, good software to work with it. <laughs> um, and then yeah, like our firm going forward. Um, yeah. And we're, you know, we've been growing organically. Uh, you know, we, you know, usually increase a couple clients, you know, a bunch of clients each year. Uh, so that's been really good. Um, c- Cause I was a business broker uh, you know, I don't have a problem with buying a business. Clearly, I, you know, I bought this firm. Uh, it was the, the firm I bought. It was, you know, it's Bargsley Totaro, Andrews and Steinbox. It's a very long name. Uh, it used to just be Bargsley, Andrews and Steinbox. So it was still long. Um, but it was, um, it was going around in one form or another since like the mid eighties. Mm. And then I bought it in 2012 at the end of 2012. So we, I've owned it about seven, eight years. Um, so yeah, who knows? Maybe buy another firm and you know merge them together or something like that um yeah i don't have a you know i'm it's i'm not scared of doing something like that but we'll see i tell you though yeah corona has got it's definitely make you look at the world in a completely different way so things that we probably would have jumped into doing a year ago you're now definitely i'm i'm more hesitant in doing so it's going to be interesting to see in six months what's everything going to look like that that's going to be really really curious uh you know i'm really curious about to see you know how the landscape especially in austin is going to be in six months because mm. it sounds like more of us californians are moving back out here i know <laughs> so, i know it's like yeah it's true and it's 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 uncharted territory you know like nobody really knows you know not even the experts know like how what's how this is going to shape up so it's yeah who knows you know um, so where can people find you online? Oh, uh, yeah, we have a website. It's www.btascpa.com. Awesome. Don't worry. You don't have to write out our whole firm name. Yeah. And you know, we're in Northwest Austin, so, uh, you know, we're, we're easy to find. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if anyone, you know, we do tax preparation, tax planning for uh, individuals and businesses and, you know, consultations, things like that. Um, so yeah, if, you know, anyone needs any, anything, just give us a call. Uh, you know, we'll tell you if we can help you, we'll tell you if we can't help you. And then we'll try to put, you know, send you in the right direction if, uh, if we can't do it. So. Yeah. And what I love about your firm is that you make it so easy to understand, you know, and so it's very relational, relatable, you know, not intimidating at all. And you know that you guys actually care <laughs> about the outcome for your clients. So, uh, which is refreshing. So <laughs> we do. Um, yeah, we do. We, you know, look, you know, I find this stuff fascinating. Clearly, you know, you know, it's not, you know, it's, you know, and, and I say, I say all the time, it's not sexy, it's not exciting, but uh, we, you know, it's tax and it's your money. <laughs> so we do try to educate our clients because the better you understand the game, the better you play it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the main thing is, you know, we're, we're really relying upon what you tell us happened. Yeah. So if you don't know to look for something, you're not going to tell your CPA, Hey, well, I did this or I did that. And we won't know it. And, and then we can't help you. So the more educated we can make our clients, the, the better they are at, you know, at, 
navigating, you know, the tax, you know, the tax landscape. So, yeah. It's, yeah. And we try to make it approachable, you know, cause yeah, it is, you know, no one likes tax. I think people would rather get root canal than deal with tax, but public speaking still comes in like last place or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, something like that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's one of those, it's a necessary evil. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, so, okay. The last question we ask everybody, it's a really fun one. Cause you know that we're music heads over here. Um, and it is, if you could only listen to one music artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh, wow. Mm. Wow. I know. Wow. That's a tough one. <laughs> it is a tough one. I, I, it's oh, okay. This is so, um, long time ago, I used to be deadhead. So that was there. Big into classic rock. Oh man, there's so many choices. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, one. Wow. That's good. What did you, what did you say? What did Joey said? I gotta, I gotta think of some stuff. Joey went heavy metal. No, Joey went Led Zeppelin. You almost, oh, man, how can you not go Led yeah. Zeppelin? That's the question. Yeah. Damn, that's, this is tough. And the sad thing is I start listening to a lot of new stuff and then uh, a lot of jingles get stuck in my head. <laughs> uh, so like it's my, oh, my answers could be weird. Let me think. Okay. Well, Aaron, what'd you say? I'm still thinking. <laughs> Beastie Boys. Oh, damn it. That's right? good. Um, <laughs> these are like all bands that I listen, you know, listen, you know, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, it, it's specifically um, uh, De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising. Oh. That is like mm -hmm. of that genre of rap, you know, like yeah. uh, such a good album. But from back in the day, it was like came out like 90 or 91. So good. Um, yeah, so good. But Beastie Boys are awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, damn it. That's a Sorry, I'm like dragging this no, one you're out. good. It's really Joey funny. <laughs> Some people are like... Very rare, but there's a few people, people who are like immediately like this person. I'm like, wow. But most people are like, what? Are you kidding me? One artist? That's not fair. Yeah. No, one art. Yeah. No, it's tough. Dude, you took Zeppelin. That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> can't copy Joey on that one, but Zeppelin would be good. I was just playing Wish You Were Here. Floyd would be nice, but you can't listen. You know, they, they mm -hmm. kind of, you know, yeah. You know. They're nice for a certain but, mood. Exactly. Mm. Oh, wow. This is a tough one. Okay. You know, I... I can't go to the doors. It's been a long time since I binged listened to the doors. Um, I love that, but you're struggling with this. <laughs> well, it's so tough. You don't understand. I've been to like a ton of dead shows, a ton of fish shows. And, and then like, you know, and you start, once you see those bands, you really appreciate music. Yes. And so then you start listening to way too much stuff. I know. Um, I know. That makes it so hard. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm like, so now I'm like frozen. Hold on, let me look at my Spotify. Hold on. I love the attention and the care that you're giving this question. It really makes me like you so much more. It's a good question. <laughs> it is. It's and so, it's, it's true because it could be by mood or, you know, it could be by genre. Like it's tough to be like, okay, this is, you know, the artist. You know, honestly, the Beatles. It's the Beatles. All right. Sorry. Good. I got to do it. I know they're classic. I've been, I just learned Twist and Shout, too, so I'm psyched. But, yeah, it's the Beatles. The Beatles, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And so Let's dub back. So, Erin, uh, yes, and a quick answer is the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Wow, you just got that off the top of your head so quick. <laughs> I know. Super Huge um, fan. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like we've only had maybe two people say the Beatles so far. Do you think we oh, really? get that more often? But, no. Yeah, it's really I was, interesting. 
I was trying to get my uh, my oldest into listening to them. So and you know, like so I started her off in like early Beatles with mm-hmm. the where they were more like a blues band. And then yeah, we haven't hit Sgt. Pepper's yet. Yeah. I don't know how to how to approach that one. She's 13, so I don't want to have like drug talks with her, but know. you know, like yeah, how do you explain the outfits on the cover? I don't yeah, it's a tough one. Does she like the what you showed her so far? Well, so far she likes some of the, the like the earlier stuff, you know, like twist and shout. Yeah. I want to hold your hand, you know, yeah. like a lot of that, you know, that stuff. I, or she's saying it to be nice to her dad, like you know, one or the other. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so she'll deal with it. Um, but uh, but yeah, so um, we're trying to get her in there. I'll get her into Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd eventually. But yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time, Paul. We've been wanting to have you on here forever. So I'm glad that we were actually able to make it happen. No, thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I like your podcast. It's cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. And so we could just chat forever. It'll be like our listeners would be like, why? You're still talking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Flip it. So, Joey, edit this down to a, a tight 15 minutes. Right, exactly. <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't be hard. Anything um, over and you're going to hear from my attorney. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, eh, it's in a two point uh, review. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do get final cut, I think. I get final cut rights. Final cut rights. Yeah, we'll send it. I, sure. Mm-hmm. Just check it. We'll send I'll it. Talk to my, I'll talk to Minnie, my manager, and see, make sure she cut the deal right. Exactly. Like, oh, interesting. We never had that conversation. So. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. If you haven't already, head on over to musclecreative.com and click subscribe to join our email list for our weekly updates. And if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, which, my God, how could you not? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite service to follow us and give us a review. As always, be authentic, bring an insane amount of value, and keep crushing it.